Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about Street Epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Welcome to another review session. This one's going to be a little bit different. We're not looking at a video today. We're going to be looking at a website, maybe two of them, maybe a couple more. We've been now growing the SE website over the years, and it, it's become more and more apparent to us as we've been working on this SE course and running into other people with expertise, uh, people that have jobs in, in really important fields where they are offering their time to help us build out our platforms even more than they already are. So uh, we're, we're holding this session here to review the SE website, the SEI website, talk about what we like about it, what we hate about it, and all sorts of other things, including the upcoming project where we want to revisit and rebuild that website. I'm joined by some of my friends. we got Ram here out of Russia. What's up, Ram? All right. Thumbs nice. up. <laughs> we got Reed here, Cordial Curiosity, out of Cali. Hey, what's going what's on, up? dude? Robert out of Canada. He's the project manager for the SE course. I'm really glad that you're here today, Robert. Thanks. What's going on? Hi. And we got John from Quality Questions. What's up, John? Not much, man. Just hanging out. Yeah. Good, good. And uh, joining us maybe for the first time is Ragnar, who is a very friendly face. Uh, Ragnar's been involved in the SE community for a very long time and has lots of technical skills, too. So glad to have you here, too, dude. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Well, where do we want to go with this? Uh, I know, Reed, I think you can navigate <clears throat> and show us the SE site. Um, maybe we can. Just before we get to it, um, the site has evolved over the years, hasn't it? It, it? Trying to think of what it looked like before. We even had like, even the logo has changed over the years. This has really been an, a growing iterative, iterative process. It was completely different. Yeah. What did we even have? I'm trying to even think what we had way back when. How far back can you go, Reed? I'm kind of curious what it looked like, say, five years ago. <laughs> Do you have that handy by any chance? Yeah, let me not? try to just open the Wayback Machine. We'll I'm not really familiar with the Wayback Machine. That's saying, where is that? You may remember the the original head logo for for SE. I like that head logo. That that was pretty cool. Did you design oh, that, wow. Ragnar, or was that somebody else? I think Ragnar uh, had something to do with that. I think part of it was my design, and part of it was uh, by some. I don't know who made it before me. But. Okay. Now this isn't going to look perfect on the Wayback Machine. And that's not the head that we're talking about, by the way. There was some other logo that we were using. Um, but wow, that's pretty primitive. That's 2017. Let's go to 2018. Loading. Just riveting that's content here. Oh, this is different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the logo's in there. There's now. the logo. Can you, okay. can you yeah. zoom in just a bit? It's kind of hard to see. Oh, there we go. Much better. So early on, we realized we needed to define this thing. And um, now that we're designing the course and we're having all these subject matter experts join and we're get soliciting things from the community, we've been really fine tuning the definition, but we don't also want to lose sight of the history of SE either. Like uh, Ron was joking that maybe we need a museum of sorts or something to put some of the older things that were out there. <laughs> older definitions of it. I think really early on, we wanted the site to be like a, a portal, maybe the first place that people would go to to figure out what SE is and then maybe find communities and resources. Um, I don't think that that goal is necessarily going to go away in the new iteration. I think a part of it was actually trying to collect the 10,000 list. Yes. Remember yeah. that at the beginning. Uh, right. And yeah. of course, the, the primary source of the community that back, back then were, were the uh, Facebook pages. Initially, the one Facebook page, then the multiple Facebook pages. That's which right. Is where most of the community ha ha hmm. did hang out uh, back then, but of course, <laughs> that was long ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now the Facebook SE... groups are still up there. So the Facebook groups are still there, but I don't yeah. see a lot of activity on them at all. But I think that the, maybe that's more about Facebook mm. than it is about SE. If you look at like the SE subreddit, there's mm. 11, 12,000 people who are there. What are we looking at now? Just a blank screen. <laughs> I think it's loading something. Oh, okay. But we can just go to the current day. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's take a take a look at the site now. Uh, it's probably worth worth noting that as we've been designing this SE course, we've been putting a tremendous amount of thought into what SE is and how we want to teach it. And then it dawned on us, well, if we're going to redesign the website, there probably has to be a nice relationship between the content of the SE course and the website uh, so that we can uh, make the make the modules available, have learners be able to log in and track their progress, that type of stuff. Um, even when you go to the FAQ page or you want to get a definition of SE, we, we have that in the course. So it would kind of be weird to be, be able to be maintaining it in two different places. One of the challenges. So this is the current website where we've tried to make the resources and communities available to people. We've recently added this calendar, which I think is a nice touch that I'd like to see in the future website. I don't like the layout of it. It's ugly. But I think it would be cool to have a page on the new website where you can go to see all the coming events that are that are heading our way around the world. Yeah, I think overall this website is the best version yet. Yeah. It has a lot. And I do like dark mode too. I don't know about you guys, but uh, the dark mode mm -hmm. looks good. Yeah, I have dark mode anywhere I can turn it on. Yeah. The SE guide is also on this page. And there's also blog posts, which as we've been developing SE further over the years, what I'm finding is these are becoming somewhat problematic. Uh, we had a couple issues where we were doing an interview with David McRaney for his podcast, and I'm pretty sure he pulled up a blog post from a couple of years ago of <laughs> here are the steps of how to do SE. And while it wasn't, uh, it wasn't um, that bad, it wasn't the most current um, way that we would describe necessarily doing SE. So we were kind of caught off guard a little bit uh, when that happened. So I don't know what to do with those older blog posts and those types of things. Some of them are good and some of them might be a little outdated. Yeah, so what are we envisioning for the, the new website? It's like, it's all going to be based around the course. That's the main content we want to funnel people towards, right? Yeah, because if you think about the modules in the SE course, the first module and Robert knows this well because he's the project manager of this. It's what is street epistemology? Why use street epistemology? Street epistemology overview. And then we start getting into the things that you would need to do in order to conduct SE. But those first three modules in particular are, are the types of things that I would expect to see on the website. So I think we'll have to come up with some creative way of maybe presenting the bare minimum of those things, the what is SE, why use it, and the overview. But then if you want to, as a, as a visitor of this website, you can drill down even further and then eventually find yourself being presented with the modules of the course and then opting to take them or not. So maybe something not unlike what we have currently on the website. You have this big phrase, the world needs better conversations, which I like. Then you have a brief explanation for what three epistemology is and that a little bit more about what it is, maybe why user C could be instead of who is the C4, which is similar. So yeah, I think this this structure is pretty good. Like uh, we're creating the funnel, uh, right? The marketing funnel, first the simple thing, then uh, it in increases in complexity. And if, because I, I like the idea of uh, laying out the website similar to the layout of the course, but I think we have to understand that most of the people will not go through the course, at, le at least not right away. So you have to sell it to them first. You have to just describe what are, what are we doing here? Who are we? Yeah. What's this all about? Or even just ask ourselves who will be coming to the website? What type of person? Is it somebody who right. has no idea what SE is? Is it somebody that participated in an SE conversation? It's going to probably be all of the above. But figuring out how to present the website that meets the greater audience i think is going to be a challenge yeah yeah for me i, I think that's that that is the point uh of uh, departure that's the, that's the starting point it starts with the audience or audiences mm -hmm. plural 
uh, that uh, that you're trying to reach through the website. And uh, so, um, with respect to a course, it's you you presuppose that somebody is has some awareness of SE is, wants to, is interested in learning more and learning about it and learning how to do it. Uh, that is a specific objective. Whereas mm -hmm. uh, uh, with a website, you you may have uh, a number of people who are just uh, interested in knowing something about it or exploring uh, something about it without necessarily wanting to learn something about it. So it's a broader audience with different different sets of objectives. And so the website does need to address some of those uh, broader needs as well. Somebody who doesn't necessarily want to learn how to do SE. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody who's just curious, maybe a, a journalist or an author or, or a critic of or it. A critic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can I, I was going to say real quick, there was uh, one time I was out uh, doing my thing, like trying to get people to talk to. And I, uh, you know, asked someone, hey, would you mind having a you know short discussion? And she um, immediately started questioning me, like, what are you doing? What are you about? And I handed her my card immediately and was like, hey, here's the, the website. You can check it out. And she on the spot pulled up her phone and like went to the website and started looking at it to like see what I was about. And the first place she went was the FAQ, like to try to figure out what it was. So I think mm. that would be an interesting like spot to hit on, like the FAQ. Yeah, I was actually wondering, um, well, that yeah, I was actually wondering with you being relatively new to SE, I think, did you ever find yourself going yeah. to the website and looking for resources? Oh, or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the time. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, one of the places I went a lot was uh, the thing up at the top that says creators, because like I wanted to see examples of it. And so I immediately went to creators to see more video examples. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is that this list is gets out of date. People stop uploading content or they lose interest in SE or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Your channel isn't on here, I don't think. And by no, the way, adding not yet but even like the process of adding your channel is so convoluted i would probably one of us would need to spend probably an hour going through firebase and making sure we didn't screw anything oh. up and making these changes so that's the other thing is we probably want to make sure that on the back end we can easily edit this thing and keep it up to date so it's somewhat fresh as people come and go content creators and so forth I've been in the field a couple of times though, where somebody said, well, yeah, let me look this up too. And then they look at the website and I'm always kind of like cringing, like, Oh, I wonder, <laughs> will they find a blog post that is problematic or, you know, I kind of wonder about that. Oh yeah. Here's the other thing is yeah. that we actually have two websites. We have streetepistemology.com and then streetepistemologyinternational.org, which we were thinking from a management perspective, well, why don't we just combine the two? Um, Personally, I think that's a good idea, but I'm wondering if there if a case could be made for for keeping them separate. Yeah, there's a yeah there's a distinct uh, set of communications that you want to talk about it from a standpoint of uh, corporate information um, that were is really distinct. You can make a, a clear distinction between one and the other, so it is possible to have. Uh, two set the two sites with different uh, objectives we need to add yonosh here and rom as a provisional yeah should we pad provisional people probably uh i don't know what we'll to talk about that maybe not maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so yeah this is the sei website and this is where we basically ask people you know if they want to donate and support us they can find out about the board they can get our tax id number they can see the monthly posts that i make um, but that's pretty much all the site functions as. So my sense is that we can easily just create a page on the SE website and get rid of this one and then just redirect from the .org to the .com. Yeah, this website looks like a, an imitation of Patreon page without, without any Patreon t-shirts. Mm. Well, it's the same graphic. That header graphic, I think, is the exact same, same one that we have on the Patreon. Yeah. Do you want to put the donations, like gathering info, to the main website? That would probably get a lot of lot more traffic then. It would get more traffic, but I also don't want people to be hit up right away. Like the, I don't want people to go to se.streetepistemology.com and then 
the first thing that they're presented with is donate to us. But I also don't want to make it hard. I also don't want to make it hard to find either. You know. Yeah, not the first. Yeah. Yeah. So we we can see that there are essentially mul uh, multiple audiences here. Um, people who are interested in SE possibly as, as a donor base or interested in it from a from a corporate perspective, a marketing perspective. Then you have the other constellation, which would be the SE community itself, which is uh, support to people who are practicing SE or trying to um, expand their knowledge of SE. And then to to the the new uh, the newbie uh, component, which is uh, people who have complete uh, you know very basic um, needs uh, for understanding what SE is. So uh, yeah, there, there are distinct um, objectives. And you, so you can take the same content and then adapt it for the individual audiences. Yeah, there's also some dynamic stuff going on too. Like two things come to mind. We're constantly, it seeming, we're constantly, it seems, adding videos to the SE latest releases playlist. So anytime we discover a video about SE, we try to add it to that playlist. But that playlist is not readily visible from the SE website. Maybe it should be. The other cool thing, um, the gentleman that's helping us do, do, do the redesign, redesign pointed this out. Um, is that you, Reese? Wow. Not me. Okay. Not me. Mute your microphone, guys, if you can. <laughs> Um, okay, there we go. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the guy helping us with the redesign mentioned that the diversity of, of people interested in SE is in and of itself perhaps something that we might want to call attention to. So like on the SE Discord, we have that one channel, Introduce Yourself. Every day, there's usually two or three people that do so. And it's fascinating to see where they're coming from and how they found SE. I'm wondering if there might be a way to to um, represent that on the website somehow, almost as like a real-time glance at who's coming into the community, at least on the Discord. Not sure we need it on the website, to be honest. You don't think so? Like, I think it'd be cool well, to have. At least, I, usually when, when I go to, to a website, I don't expect this. Hmm. Reviews? Is one thing. Yeah, reviews and endorsements. That would be interesting. Yeah. Reviews and endorsements. Right. So people's opinion about street epistemology could be a good thing. Oh yeah. Hmm. Like yeah, uh yeah. Some authors or something like that. Especially if they are famous, yes. So on the website you would see, like on the front front page you would see like, okay, what Elon Musk's thing. Elon Musk thinks right. like, yes, like, right. well, how yeah, is right. how yeah. has it been useful yeah. to mm. He hasn't replied to my emails. I don't understand why. Old <laughs> yeah. ten. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other thing is one of the other things to think about is the web is the website is as a, a hub and spoke um, uh, model, which is that that the uh, that the website is the is the, sort of the anchor point, and uh, the, the 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 spokes of the hub go out to all various social media um, platforms, and so. Uh, uh, Twitter, Reddit, uh, YouTube, all the other all the other social media platforms should have an ability to point back to the website as your home as your home base, and and uh, interconnect to it. And uh, so um, the idea of the context of the website in relation to the, all the other social media platforms mm -hmm. is something to, to to take into account for sure. Mm. It's kind of how it is now, but it's not really that clear, maybe, that there's those relationships between those other platforms. I'm not sure. Well. I know that certainly that's what corporation, many corporations do. They, they, they see it that way. Mm, others use mm -hmm. other use others focus uh, certain social media platforms as their home base, and then that the website merely points them to that. So, uh, yeah. So where would the where okay. would the course fit into this model? Uh, I think with uh, the course should be the the front door point of entry for people to to find the course. The, the website, the, you mean? Yeah. The website the web, would be the yeah. yeah. So the website is the front door, 
entry and then into okay i want to find i really want to learn this now and then they can get to the course from there yeah yeah it could be a big button somewhere right yeah the other thing we talked about was developing resources for instructor-led materials so that people who would be interested in giving a presentation a workshop maybe even a, becoming a consultant in se developing materials and maybe even a certification program of some sort so i think the website that we end up building needs to be far more robust than what we have we probably need to have the ability to create an account so that if you can become a learner and go through the course and track your progress or if you want to opt to be a certified in se or something like that to, in order to teach it i mean anyone could do it but if you wanted to get perhaps certified by the nonprofit, maybe there's some sort of process that way we're kind of protecting the brand a little bit so that there's um there's you know, some sort of barrier uh i don't know it doesn't have to be that huge but something that says i did a few things before i'm now certified to teach this stuff to other people uh, yeah I, cer I certainly know up in, uh, up in uh i certainly know that up in canada or for uh, organizations to uh, maintain their charitable status as an educational organization you uh you need to be able to demonstrate that you um, have the tools and infrastructure necessary to pursue and execute that objective of of providing education and so obviously not only having a course but having all of the other uh, learning management um, infrastructure is as absolutely core to pursuing that mandate and demonstrating that you are pursuing that mandate yeah, and we are designated as a, a charitable, educational nonprofit organization, a 501c3. Hmm. So yeah, I, I, that's why I think like the, the redesign of the website is gonna be crucial to the growth of SE going forward. If we're gonna really be serious about this and develop good materials and encourage people to teach it around the world, then we need to have a, a robust backend uh, to build that. Did you wanna say something, John? Yeah, sorry. I think I was muted earlier. I was just saying, like, uh, when you were saying the the certification, like, the uh, the nonprofit could say you have our blessing to like go out and like do this sort of thing. Like, it, it would be a sort of yeah, yeah. SEI certified for whatever that means, you know. And yeah. but anyone could learn SE and teach it. But if you wanted to be able to say that you know you were certified or you've you've completed some sort of you've met some sort of standard in order to be able to do it, then I think we need to manage mm -hmm. that. That, that would need to be managed. Um, so basically, point. we we definitely want to re, um, adapt the website for different kinds of audience audiences. Uh, my understanding is that some people who want to find materials to how to teach SE better, some people who are new to SE, uh, some people who want to find I don't know YouTube channels. But I'm guessing that uh, when we ask ourselves which audience the website should be primarily adapted for i would say the answer should be simple people who are new to se people who just don't know almost anything about it or who, who have just been directed look at this this is cool and that's it yeah so just from scratch yeah initially though like that's that's the initial audience like maybe for the website but if you were more practiced in it like john for example or, mm -hmm. or reed or whatever like there should be a way to drill down and get more information, you know, get deeper and deeper into it, probably through the website. But sure, not sure. In the menu, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Different segments of the website should be accountable for that. Right. Okay. And we're also, you know, we have this project of creating the new website. We want to talk about the various roles that we're trying to, to find. Yeah, we're shooting for the moon here, aren't we? Can you zoom just a little bit on that? So uh, we've met twice. We've met once. We have our second meeting tomorrow at 1 p.m. U.S. Central Time on the SE Discord server. You can find a link to that in on the on the current SE website under communities, I think. And you can join us if you're interested. Uh, this gives you a sense of of uh, some of the considerations for the new site. This is these are some of the things that we'd like to see in the new site. And then if you scroll down a little bit, read, you can see the roles that we want to have fulfilled. And there's quite a few of them. Uh, we got some pushback on Reddit, like uh, the, you're asking for too much. What are you guys thinking? 
we're shooting for the moon. We're, we're, we've identified everything that we would like to have. If we can find volunteers to cover all these roles, it would be great. Uh, there's a, a list of the project roles. Project manager, front-end developers, back-end developers, UI, UX designers, testers, content authors and creators, content editors, a translation team, because this is an international thing. We want to be able to take the website. And if you're in France, we want to have the website render in French, for example. A business analyst, a solutions architect, content auditors, art team, develop op a developer operations, DevOps, and a content managing uh, content manager, content management system. Um, that the, that's the part that's really exciting to us being involved in the SE course. We want to take all the content that we're creating for the course and stick it into buckets so that it could be presented to the learner in a really great way. Uh, so mm -hmm. lots of roles here to be filled. Yeah, so if you're interested, definitely come check this out. I put a link to it in the description. And we are going to have another meeting on Discord tomorrow, tomorrow morning for me. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see you there to chat about it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good. You got have, you have it there too. Uh, we we had one session. Was it Monday of this week? It's kind of a blur now. We did one session, and we had a few people show up, but not many people interested in actually joining the team. So we're hurting for volunteers. Uh, we won't be able to do the website redesign probably unless we have a few more volunteers uh, offer to help us. Uh, it could take several months to complete. It probably won't be an easy thing. Uh, the volunteers will probably be expected to to um, cover multiple roles too, if you're able to do so. Uh, Ragnar, was there one role that you were interested in possibly helping out with? I think there was. was the front I'm, end? Yeah, I'm professionally, I'm a senior front-end developer, so I, I might be able to help with that. Excellent. So that's a UI UXT role, right? Uh, front-end developer. Front-end, okay. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else about the website? What do we do with all that old stuff? What do we do with those blog posts? What do we do with um, the SE guide? Some of the stuff that's a little bit out of date. Yeah, let's discuss it. Um, no. First idea that I have is to just separate the new uh, official course and make make this rest uh, the rest of the materials less official. Let's say it's just a different people were writing different stuff and we're just keeping it so feel free feel free to write feel free to read i mean or to write anything and we can post it as well so like official materials and unofficial fan base materials oh that's interesting yeah and then maybe when you go to these pages it will be still clear that you're on i don't know fan provided content as opposed to official se i provided stuff maybe yeah, yeah maybe something just having the course content because it's more up to date and more thought through well the se course content has exactly it's been more thought through we've spent hours and hours and hours working on it we've been working on it for a year <laughs> we're, on, we're on the yeah. cusp of releasing modules one two three Maybe four, five, six, seven in the next few months. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> That's our goal. But what we have a funny guy. There's like 22. Well, there's 22 modules out there, so there's a lot of content. Uh, and the other cool thing about the course is that there's a help desk component to it, so that as people go through the course, and if they get stuck, um, we want them to be able to reach out to volunteers that can help them get unstuck. But we also want to capture that. Oh. I hear that rumbling again. Okay. Um, we also want to capture where they're getting stuck so that we can make additions to the course to correct for it, um, which means that the course will always be the most up-to-date stuff that we present to the public. And we also want to have that reflected on the website. Yeah, that, that said, the course, uh, although it'll be sort of definitive in terms of uh, the quality information, uh, we recognize that people have multiple ways of learning and exposing um, uh, and becoming aware of SE. Of course, the main way up to this point has been exposure through existing examples in, in SE, SE review uh, shows and, and whatnot, that uh, that's the primary 
uh, channel by which people have learned and find out found out more about SE. Uh, so the course uh, will need to complement be complemented by other ways in which people can learn, such as uh, and introduced through the website um, and the other through the other content creators, etc. So um, yeah, it's it's a kind of a uh, kind of an environment uh, which um, can meet different needs at different points in their uh, learning of SE. I agree. Yeah, it might be a different kind of content. Uh, I agree that the, co the course will be the most finalized and uh, up-to-date version of uh, the educational materials about what is C, what is C, and how to use it. But, for example, if we take the current blog blog posts, we will find some materials there that will not be part of the course. Like, for example, one person is sharing their experience uh, with using SC on the website Omegle. Oh, Omega. Right. Omega. Yeah. Omega. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or uh, I, I wrote an article and about how about our experience uh, of running the offline SE local based uh, practice session meetups. So yeah, different kind of stuff. And also what we've already discussed, like if Elon Musk or someone like any anyone would like to share their experience of using SE, it's not the same as just the course. People can just share their experience. I used it and it was great, so I recommend it. And it also could be a separate section of materials. Testimonials. Yeah. Yeah. Or like community-based materials or something. Community-based materials? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the ethos of uh, SE being open source it continues to this day from 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 its from its earliest inception, and so um, having this open door, uh, uh, full community participation approach is uh, is something that is in, intrinsic to the SE community as a whole. So you want to you want to uh, promote and encourage that through the through the website as well. Hmm. That reminds me, somebody messaged or emailed a presentation that they gave a few months ago to us to put on that public drive that we have for SE and uh, a bunch of slides and things. So I don't know what we should do with those. That might be something we want to make available too. Like, so there are resources provided by the nonprofit and then there are resources provided by fans perhaps and sort of mm -hmm. partitioning those off somehow. Mm -hmm. So we don't ever lose sight of that because that, that's what I think keeps se fresh is people taking the concepts using them developing them further and then hopefully circling them back into the community to the point where we can notice it and then also try to re reflect that into what we're creating too yeah, yeah cool and it's also not just a top down languages. and different languages yes exactly yeah cool like yeah i could just upload a couple of presentations in russian for example and Someone might pick it up and use it. For sure. So are we talking then about the same site in multiple, kind of uh, copied in, into into multiple languages or uh, so, as one site or as a bunch of parallel sites that are each structured by different language that have, may have different, slightly different content? Uh, how do we... I would think that having uh, uh, separate websites in, in separate different languages would be too much for us to aim. Uh, I think it could be one website. It's in English, but it ha you can have just a section for uh, German mm. language materials. Yes, I, don't know. I, I don't know if it's possible, but could it be a thing where like it uses your IP to figure out where you are, maybe what the uh, like uh, language, the official language of your country is and tries to use that is, is that a, a thing that could happen yeah that's possible and that would be ideal yeah. probably right is to just pick a language and have the same materials in your own language but yeah we like should we start to somewhere and then think about that yeah maybe just identify well english of course and maybe two or three other languages maybe from the start or try to at least build it with the idea of having translation so either it's auto detected or you could just go to the website and select your language and then psh, everything changes most everything yeah i think usually it's done yeah. in a way that it kind of detects your system language and, and mm -hmm. kind of based on that one select 
and oftentimes the browser, if in a Chrome browser or Google, will will mm-hmm. will will say, "Do you want to tra- want to see a translation of this page?" And it will auto translate it mm-hmm. in 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 a, in the way that it can, uh, to the extent that it can, and you get something, uh, which is translated. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, over time, that will get that will get perfected more than it is today. But uh, yeah, that's going forward. How oftentimes people can see foreign language sites. Sometimes I struggle with mm-hmm. turning the auto translation off. <laughs> like, hey guys, I know English. So just please don't translate. <laughs> really? I, where do I turn it off? Yeah. That's funny. What else? What else needs to be covered here? Um, so integrating the sites, the content management system part of it is really the biggest, the biggest development going forward. I think because it's going to take that stuff that we're writing for the course and and be used through the website and so much further. So that's going to be good. Uh, with the with the course, are there going to be like added video materials to that? Because currently it seems like it's text, right? It's all text at this point. Now we're going to have illustrations. So there will be illustrations for the course, more than likely. Uh, we'll be discussing that at our next board meeting. And uh, we may be able to repurpose some of those illustrations for the website or maybe have a completely different artist do illustrations for the website or uh, or something along those lines. But no videos, no videos at this moment. Um, we found it a lot easier just to write scenarios for the course using text as opposed to trying to find a video that came close to helping to explain what it is we were teaching. And that's the challenge with video is like you might get a little sliver of what it was you wanted to teach, but it's just so much easier just to write a custom dialogue to hit all those points. So for the moment, that's what we're doing. But yeah, future state would be awesome. Now that we're bringing up, I thought that maybe we will want to have a promo video for the course, not teaching SE, but just promoting this course. Like, guys, here's how you use it and it's cool and stuff like that. We did. We did talk about a promo video for people that who arrived at the court at the website. This was sort of pre-course idea. Mm-hmm. People arrived to the SE website. There'd be a little video that maybe would be ready to play. Like, hey, here's what SE is about, and it just maybe one minute long animated type of thing. We put that on the back burner when we started getting involved in the course, and then of course the. Uh, now that we're thinking about rebuilding the whole website, we're reconsidering how we want to do that. It might be a little bit out of date to do something like that. We're, it's, it's challenging. But we need volunteers to help us out with this thing. So if you're technic- technically technically minded, or if you're if you have project management experience and, and have, in any case, if if you can dedicate a significant amount of time to this, this project, I'm thinking maybe five to ten hours a week for the next three to six months, more than likely for many of the roles. Not all the roles are from from cradle to grave. Yeah, there would be some roles that come on later on in the project, that type of thing. But if you want to learn more about it and talk to the team that's involved in this project, we're meeting tomorrow at one o'clock U.S. Central Time on the SE Discord, and we'll put a link to that. We'll put an invitation link to the SE Discord if you're not there. Uh, there's a channel called SE Website where we'll be hanging out. Okay. Anything else about the website or what you want to see or what you what you don't like? Well, we can click on some links on the website and, and discuss it a little bit. Or oh, just discuss the overall impression that we have. Of the current yeah. website? Yeah. Yeah. It's at the top, maybe, huh? Didn't work out there. Maybe we don't need to discuss it. Well, <laughs> Reed was navigating it as we were talking. <laughs> we didn't really get into specifics. Uh, uh, two other uh, considerations that I'll raise because it has to do with the develop with the development of any any website has to do with the search engine optimization. So to make your site findable uh, for people who are interested in but not necessarily searching on the term street epistemology uh, should be able to nonetheless find the SE site through uh, proper SEO. So that you need somebody who has or, or, or somebody would volunteer that has a marketing or advertising or uh, promotional uh, background or knowledge and how to uh, how to use search engine optimization uh, to make the site findable. That's uh, one thing I was thinking about. And the other has to do with content management. Um, we're talking about uh, various content types, uh, uh, graphics, text, uh, and uh, possibly video. We now uh, need to 
uh, think about um, rights, copyright uh, on an international scale, and uh, the the ability to repurpose materials not produced by SEI, um, and uh, uh, in terms of permissions, etc. So um, that it's in and of itself requires a, a, a fairly uh, robust knowledge of not only a content management system, but uh, the various uh, rights and legalities and the implications um, and permissions required. So that's all kind of back-end ma management stuff associated with the website and its, uh, and its operation, uh, but it needs to be uh, taken into consideration right from the design stage. Oh, and another thing that I just remembered is that the uh, EU has quite strict laws about uh, people like the right to be forgotten basically is one of those storing so there needs to be a way to yeah. yeah yeah we'll 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 design the website to the highest standard even though the us isn't maybe necessarily up to speed up as as strict i think we should go to the highest standard for sure do you think the se course materials should be crawlable by search engines and and therefore show up as results i mean we have a hell of a lot of content there that might be I'm wondering if somebody was Googling some of the terms that were actually in the SE course, if that would be a way for them to find SE. They could back, in, back into SE from searching for those terms, how to have better conversations, or how do I build rapport, or something like that. Well, yeah, that, that's how it works, but it depends on how competitive those uh, search engine entries are. Right. And how optimized the, the different websites are for them. Mm -hmm. So basically what we're saying is that if you want to help us with anything that falls uh, under your area of expertise <laughs> that would be useful, just reach out. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that's about it, I think, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't know if this is useful but would it be a good thing for if somebody were looking uh, at a particular topic that se uh, discusses a lot like if somebody were looking for god or karma or things like that and they searched those terms would we want to try to lead them to an as the se website like is that a good thing to do Probably mm. not, and also it would be difficult to optimize the, the website for that because we, we, in order mm. to search engine op optimize the website, you need to put a lot of entries and you need to put it into mm. some tags and probably we, we will not want that. Yeah, at the moment, okay. people are yeah. finding SE like they maybe they overheard an interview or maybe in the future they'll read a book. Like mm. there's a book coming up uh, by David McRaney where... Uh, and I asked him before this episode if I can share this, but he allowed Reed and I to look at the manuscript of his upcoming book, How Minds Change. And he has a whole chapter on street epistemology. So there will be people who will be coming to, or at least searching for mm -hmm. SE because they have saw, saw it in a book or heard it on a podcast. Um, that's probably the, it's probably just word of mouth or stumbling across it or maybe catching a video. Those seem to be the main ways people are finding SE. But maybe in the future, there could be a promotional component to it or a marketing component. We have this wonderful course for having these better dialogues. And uh, the, the promotion of the course could actually drive people more to the website. Yeah, like the, the world seems like uh, very polarized. So you can use SE to kind of navigate that in a sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Christopher, so Christopher in the chat says... All yeah, of this. Yeah, I'd love all to this. volunteer. So we're having a Discord hangout tomorrow. Um, feel free to hang, hang out or email us, contact at streetepistemology.com. Yep, that's our email. Uh, feel free to email us if you can't attend. Uh, we'll do an interview with any of the volunteers. Any of the roles that we can't find volunteers for, we'll probably outsource and have to pay for. So if you don't have technical skills, but you love what we're doing with SE and you want to make a donation, this is the time. Uh, the course and the website are the two biggest projects that are facing us, us at the moment with a hopeful third one on the horizon of actually testing SE in some type of scientific way to see what's really happening. Is it effective? What's what's occurring in the brain? These are the big th three things that that um, myself as the executive director and also the people on the board, these these are the three biggest goals I think that, that are on our horizon. And these are the two of the three. 
And I don't know if we can get interest in actually studying SE until we, we, we get people's attention and show what's happening from these videos and in the courses. Um, regarding the email read, can people find it somewhere and copy it? Like, where, where should they go? Like, Discord is one way I to go. I have a link in the description okay. to the, the Patreon post, and you can find it there. Links there. All right, awesome. Yeah, just email us. in the description. We'll get you hooked up. Uh, you don't have to be technically, or you don't have to be familiar with SE, but I would say that that's a plus. Like, if you have understanding of what SE is and you also have these technical skills, that's great. Uh, we don't care where you stand on any issue. You could be a theist, you can be an atheist. None of that stuff matters. We're looking for people with skills that want to help us build something that can get SE into the future. And underscore, it's going to be fun, right? Mm -hmm. There'll be lots of laughs and there'll probably be lots of tears too. <laughs> but we do try to make our projects fun. Um, Christopher was asking what time the meeting is. It's tomorrow. It's on US Wednesday at 1 p.m. US Central Time. So noon mountain time. So if people go to the Discord server, should they go to the announcement channel? Or where should they go there? I would recommend going to the se-website channel and just say, hey, I heard about the, the website mm -hmm. project. I'm interested. There's also the introduce yourself. So if you're also new to the, to the, to the Discord, that would be a good place to mention it too. But uh, we'll be looking out for you to direct you to. Okay, cool. Uh, you guys want to close on what projects you're working on? I've got a shitload of stuff coming up that I wanted to plug real quick, but do um, you guys have any anything you want to talk about? Just the usual, you know, lots of backlog of conversations. I've been uploading just the raw wide shot of all of my IRL chats just to get them up there. But if something is particularly good, I'll, you know, make a, a good edited video for my main channel and have a bunch lined up and... Uh, so stay tuned for that. Cool. How about you, John? What do you got going on? I mean, I'm still going out having conversations with people and trying to upload the good, interesting ones. So if you want to check out my channel, that's cool. Quality questions. Nice. Rom, are you doing any more? You're holding sessions on the Discord, aren't you still? Practice sessions and such? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing uh, all the time, but I'm just not recording it somehow. Probably I should start doing it again sometime yeah is there a way to record those sessions those practice sessions on the discord or it's it's sort of expected that you wouldn't do it well yeah it's technically possible of course uh, possible but mm -hmm. just for confidentiality reasons we usually don't yeah all right uh ragnar robert what do you guys got going on anything you want to share oh, most of my time goes to discord so <laughs> that's, that's yeah fine. Yeah, I'm just doing, I'm just helping out on the project uh, for the course. Robert's doing a great job on the, as a project manager on the course. Uh, so I, I, on the 30th of, of uh, this month, I'm giving a presentation to the Dutch Skeptic Society. It's going to be uh, half in person and half on Zoom. So I think if you just Google Dutch Skeptic Society Street Epistemology, you should be able to find information. Uh, there should also be a calendar entry, or there soon will be, with a link to the Zoom. And then uh, on November 19th through the 21st, the Faithless Forum is in Austin. And I'll probably be giving a workshop with Dan, objectively Dan, uh, the guy that I met on campus and talked to, and now mm -hmm. he runs the show called Truth Wanted. So he and I will be giving a workshop at that convention. And then I'll be on his show, Truth Wanted, on December 9th. So that should be fun. And then uh, I've got a trip coming up to Utah. I was invited to speak to... Um, Mormon Stories podcast. Apparently, they've been mentioning SE quite a bit recently, and then they invited me. We've been trying to coordinate a trip for the longest time, so I'll be heading to Utah to hang out with them for a little bit in in mid-November. Um, but then after that, I don't want to do much more travel or talks or anything, really, if unless it's like a, a real big deal. Um, I'm going to probably try to reserve my talks and trips in 2022 so I could focus on getting this damn course done and this website and maybe starting a book at some point. Yeah. Mm. Okay. If you need anybody to proofread a book, like I would be absolutely <laughs> yes. down for that. Yeah. 
Okay, good. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I right. think people. I think people are missing that where that that park is that you're that that you record your videos in, Anthony. People people are very familiar with a piece of the park. The park. <laughs> yes. Actually, I kind of feel bad that I'm not uploading videos anymore. I kind kind of mixed on it. Like part of me wants to go out and record more talks or edit the videos that I've recorded, but. I don't think 10 more videos are going to make much of a difference. I think this is where my focus needs to be. And, uh, and I'm, I'm becoming more and more content with that, even though I sometimes feel anxious and like I should be recording content and I should be editing and I should be putting stuff out. Um, I think this is the best use of my time uh, for SE. Maybe review videos of your past videos on your channel. That'd be great. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I'm not sure what I should do with my YouTube channel. Should I be doing review videos of yeah. like John's content and your content read? Or I'm not exactly sure how I want to how I want to utilize that channel. Hmm. Okay, something to think about. Okay, I, that, think that's we, we should, I think we should be reviewing more non-SC videos too. True. In terms yeah. of SC, but it's just difficult to hmm. find uh, videos that would be good for it. But if you have some, just just please send it to us. And yeah, it could even be a bad conversation. Like like uh, yeah. maybe it's the debate. Like Anna Kasparian and um, Ben Shapiro. Ben I, I haven't watched it yet. But like, wouldn't that be cool mm -hmm. to take a couple of clips and talk about how that could have gone better? Let's do be, it. Yeah, we should absolutely do that. Uh, so watch for that. I guess that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and those aren't that hard to do. Those review videos. We've been trying to do those once a week uh, here and put them on this channel. Post suggestions in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys. All right. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see, hopefully see volunteers tomorrow at our website design meeting number two, 1 p.m. U.S. Central. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization.